Welcome to the Ramblings of a Parish Priest podcast. My name is Father Dominic Clementi, and I'm the priest who will be rambling. I'm currently the pastor at St. Edward Parish on the northwest side of Chicago, and I've been pastor for a whole 27 days. It's currently July 27th, so I'm uh, just shy of a month into being pastor. Been a priest for three years, and this is my first assignment. And I was just asked to be pastor about four months ago uh, by Bishop Bartosik uh, via the Cardinal. And uh, it's, it's been a, quite the whirlwind. And so as uh, I kick off this new podcast, although they, I have an episode uh, from about a year and a half ago where I met with then eighth graders, now they're going to be sophomores in high school. But this is really kind of the first real episode of the podcast since it's it's me rambling as a parish priest. So I thought in this first episode uh, where it's just me talking and not uh, me with the students or anyone else, any guests, I, I just thought I would share my experiences so far of priesthood and one month of being a pastor. And so, I, you know, what, what do I love about being a priest? I, everything that comes with priesthood. So first and foremost, the coolest thing about being a priest is celebrating the sacraments. Those are far and away, like, the thing that made me want to be a priest. Like, all the other stuff that I'm going to mention that I love about being a priest, I, I, any person can do, right? I mean, uh, I love being with people, and I love talking about Jesus, and I love serving others. Uh, you don't have to be a priest to do those things. But specifically, as a priest, I'm called to offer the holy sacrifice of the Mass, right? Priests offer sacrifice. And not only that one particular sacrament of the Eucharist, but all the sacraments that I celebrate, Mass being like the the biggest one, the most important one I get to do every day, but also hearing confessions and being that bridge, that uh, pontifex, right? That's the what we call the Pope. The pon- that's his Twitter handle, right? The pontifex. Uh, that means bridge. And so to be that bridge between God and his people, uh, in the sacrament of reconciliation especially, you know, I'm not... I'm not there to get the latest gossip, right? I mean, I'm there to be the bridge of God's mercy, to to give those healing words of absolution after someone has opened their heart and poured it all out there in front of Jesus to be cleaned up by Jesus' own precious blood and then to be forgiven of those things. And so that's and, and baptism, and like doing that in, a, in an even bigger way by taking this person, whether they're a baby or an older child or an adult, and bathing them in God's grace through water and the Holy Spirit uh, and seeing them become a member of the body of Christ, to put on Jesus Christ, as Paul says in his letter to the Romans. Th- those are the reasons I love being a priest, that I get to be in these sacramental moments and be that bridge that, that brings God to his people. We are his greatest creation, and he made us out of love so that he could be with us and share his love and to have a a relationship of love with us. And so to have that and be able to do that, um, that, that's, that's the best part about being a priest is I get to do those things and, and be that bridge for people so that they can experience God and know how much he loves us and that he is love. And so, and then the other things that flow out of there, like, again, those are like the things I get to do because I'm a priest. And other parts of, of I guess, the job, I, I love being with people and, and serving people and talking with people. And, 
especially at like their most critical moments of life. I mean, how it, it, it is such a privilege to be with families and individuals at these like great life moments. I mean, in one weekend of living out my vocation, I'm with people at, at every stage of life. And actually, that, that's happened a few times where on Saturday morning, I was called to a hospital uh, to anoint someone who was dying. Uh, later that morning, I celebrated a funeral mass for someone who had already died. And then after the cemetery, I had to run right back to the parish for a 2.30 wedding uh, uniting uh, a young man and woman in the sacrament of marriage and, and watching them become a visible image of the Blessed Trinity. And then later that night, uh, I actually got called back to the hospital to be with the family of the person I anointed. The person had died, and we prayed the prayers at their death. Sunday morning then, celebrating Masses, and then Sunday afternoon, at baptizing a new baby who was born and becoming a member of the body of Christ. And so in that one weekend, this happened more than once, you know, I celebrated funerals, weddings, baptisms, was with families of people dying and, and then watching them die and, and being with the family and in those sad and joyful moments. And so it's like as a priest, I mean, it's just a very privileged part of it is to be with people at these critical moments. And again, to be that bridge, even in the non-sacramental things, right? And just sitting at the bedside and praying with the family after their loved one has died, um, going to the wedding reception, being at the committal at the cemetery. These are moments that in and of themselves are not sacraments, but they're still a way where through my priesthood, I'm bridging that gap between God and his people. That through their interactions with me, hopefully as a priest of Jesus Christ, that they're experiencing the love of God and knowing that God loves them and how much God loves them. After that, it's talking about Jesus. I love as a priest that like a big part of my job is evangelization and sharing the gospel with people and telling them about Jesus and that he rose from the dead. And, and because he rose from the dead, we're called to be intentional disciples of him and we live our lives in very specific ways and and teaching and, and catechizing and evangelizing. I mean, that's I just like doing that. Um, one of the many jobs I wanted to have when I was bargaining with God on whether or not I should be a priest was to be a teacher. So I do like to teach. And uh, you know, so just to be able to talk about Jesus is just a fun, it's something that I enjoy doing anyway. And now that that's like part of my job and I, I get you know paid to do that, that's just awesome. Uh, so I love talking about Jesus. And then lastly, it's just to serve people, to be a man of service and to be able to help others when they need help and when they ask for it, to, to be that, that face of, of Christ and serving the poor and uh, not even just serving the poor, but I mean, just, just being a man of service and being able to help people when I can. And when people ask, knowing that they can, you know, rely on me and that I'm, you know, my job is to serve. And, you know, as Jesus said, I did not come to be served, but to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. And that's something that as a priest, we're called to do. We've given our lives over to the church so that we can be Jesus, right? So that we can serve God's holy people and not necessarily to be served. And so like, these are all the things I love being about being a priest. And again, the last three points, the being with people in critical moments of life and, and talking about Jesus and serving people, 
You don't have to be an ordained priest to do those things. Any, all of us really are called to do those as faithful disciples of Jesus. And so the, that's why the first and foremost thing I love about being a priest are doing the things that only priests can do, and that's to celebrate the sacraments, especially the Eucharist and reconciliation, right? Uh, to like literally be able to bring God to the people through those sacraments. But these are the things that really drew me to being a priest. You know, when I was in seventh grade and, and I started thinking about priesthood, it wasn't like just one day, you know, I had a burning bush in front of me and God's voice came from the bush saying, Dominic, you should be a priest, right? Like that didn't happen. What happened was I had awesome priests in my parish who were living their vocation joyfully and, and they made it look exciting. They made it look like that's something I could do. I, see my, I could see myself doing what they're doing, right? Uh, and granted, at the time in seventh grade, it looked like all they did was come into the school and play with us, and really they just worked on Sunday. I mean, that's obviously not the reality of of parish ministry. Uh, but as a seventh grader, that's what it looked like, and I was like, yeah, sure, I could, I could do that. I could work one day a week and and just kind of mess around the other the other six days. That sounds cool, but really it was seeing their service and their dedication to the people and being in the school and, and hanging out the youth group and, and going on trips with they taking parishioners out on pilgrimages. And, you know, that, that, that just looked exciting to me. And so that's what really drew me to start discerning and thinking about priesthood uh, from a young age. And so then I get to the seminary and start, you know, learning about priesthood and and then I start seeing that, you know, priests just don't work one day a week, that they actually most often work seven days a week uh, without really a, a day off. And as important as that is to take that day, uh, many of the priest role models of mine uh, are bad at the day off, but that's because they love serving their people, right? So it's, you know, you got to find that balance, though. But I saw how hard especially pastors worked. And so from the earliest days in the seminary, I was like, okay, fine, Lord, like, and I, I had a, I bargained with God all through grammar school and high school, uh, well, since seventh grade. You know, I felt God like putting that that tug on my heart to be a priest, and I, I just kept rejecting it. And I bargained, and I had a long, a long vocational uh, journey. But eventually, when I actually got to the seminary and and really started to discern uh, and really start preparing for priesthood, I was like, okay, you know, Lord, I'm saying yes to being your priest but I am not going to be a pastor. Uh, I just saw how hard they worked. And, you know, for me as a young seminarian, seeing these pastors work as hard as they were working, uh, it I saw them doing less of the things that drew me to priesthood. I, I saw them doing a lot of administration. I saw them doing a lot of fundraising and trying to take care of the various buildings that they're in charge of and, and doing a lot of administration and stuff, and I saw them doing less of the sacraments and being with people and talking about Jesus, and and they were serving in their own way, but not really in the way that I envisioned as a priest. And so I was like, okay, Lord, like I'm going to be your priest, and I'm going to do this, but I do not want to be a pastor. Uh, and I was very vocal about that, and I was really a minority because you know. Especially today, in the reality of the church, there are not enough priests to go around, right? And so you almost really have to discern being a pastor while you're also discerning of being a priest because uh, we need pastors to run these parishes and to help serve the people of God. Uh, and so all of my classmates were, you know, really looking forward to being pastors one day, and many of them in, in rural dioceses where they knew they'd be pastors within 
the first uh, three to five years of their ordination. And I was like, well, you know, I know that it'll happen someday in Chicago. Like, I'm going to be a pastor someday. But at least Chicago, we have enough priests where it won't happen for maybe, you know, seven to ten years, not three to five. Well, haha, <laughs> God has a fun sense of humor. And so through a lot of different things, the bishop called and asked if I would remain at my first assignment and become the pastor uh, and that was a, an interesting conversation. The former pastor, the, the priest that I replaced, he took me out to lunch and told me that he was leaving the parish and that he suggested that I be his successor and that no one downtown was gonna was really arguing with him about it. They, they just all thought that would be a good idea and that the bishop was going to call me that night. So he did. The bishop called me that night, and it was... It was just weird because <laughs> I, you know, again, thought seven, ten years, that's when I'll be a pastor. I have a few assignments under my belt and it'll all be good. And obviously God had a whole other plan in mind. And so here I am now one month into being a pastor. And it's it, it's surreal because, uh, again, I thought I'd be like an older guy. You know, I'm not even 30 yet. I'm still 29 and uh, trying to figure out you know the priesting thing. <laughs> And now I'm, I got, I'm being a pastor. So, you know, some of the things that I was really worried about the most when it came to being a pastor, what, you know, what did I dread? Well, the first, you know, as a priest, I want to be that face of Jesus, right? I want people to, to interact with me and see me and, and not see me, as St. Patrick would say, but to see Christ in me. And so the first thing I dreaded, and, and still, and, and these are things I still dread today, is making people mad and, you know, making a decision that's going to upset people, even if it's for their own good, you know, I, I, I'm eventually going to have to make decisions for the betterment of the parish that will upset other people. And so knowing that they will be mad, you know, that's something that, that I dread because yeah, I don't want people to, to be mad at me or to be angry when they see me. I want them to see Christ. And and I also don't want to be a reason that people don't come back to, to Jesus, right? I don't want people to say like, oh, well, he was a jerk. He didn't listen to me and I'm never going to church again, right? I mean, that's on them, but I don't want to give more reasons to stop coming to the sacrament. So that's one thing I dread. Also the administration, right? I mean, I've never uh, been a boss. Uh, and so just knowing to how to administer things and money and managing money is another thing. And, uh, you know, I, I'm barely balancing my own checkbook and uh and just kind of figuring all that stuff out now luckily i have a great staff here and a lot of great volunteers who help me and so you know the important thing is to know what i don't know and i don't know a lot so i rely a lot on other people to to help me but still it's just it's just something that that weighs on me another is just taking care of these buildings i got five big buildings on my campus that's a lot of of brick and mortar that needs tuck pointing that needs to be taken care of. And so being able to watch those buildings and work with another committee and, uh, and, and caring for them and making sure that they all stay standing so we can continue the things that I love about being a priest, celebrating the sacraments. We need a church to do that in, to be with people at critical moments in life. We need spaces to meet with people and to help uh, bridge that encounter to Jesus, right? That bridge. Uh, we need a place to talk about Jesus, do faith formation. We have a school. We have a big school, a, a successful school. Uh, we need safe and, and comfortable learning environments to talk about Jesus and we're for adult faith formation. We need spaces to serve people, right? So like to do all the things I love about being a priest, we need buildings and resources to do those things. And now you know, I have to make sure we have those resources. 
And the last thing that I dreaded, uh, but also the thing that I love most about being a pastor is leading people to heaven, right? So, I mean, as the, the chief shepherd of this little piece of God's kingdom on earth, I'm in charge of making sure that these people get to heaven, that they become saints. And so that's something that, that it's a big responsibility, right? Like parents, their, their job is to get their spouse and their children into heaven. You know, spouses, their job is to make sure their, their spouse gets into heaven. That's a big responsibility. Well, I have like a thousand families that I'm responsible for to make sure they get into heaven. But that's also what I love about being a pastor, right? So those are the things I dreaded. But now the things I love is that I get to, to help people get to heaven. And that's exciting. That, that falls under the talking about Jesus, right? Of preparing people to enter into that heavenly kingdom and to have a spiritual life. And how are they preparing then to get there? And so that's one, one thing I love so far, one month into being a pastor. And the other is, is working with people and, and forming communities and committees that, that help them and help all of us to make our parish stronger, that, that I have a facilities committee that helps me look at the buildings and the resources, that I have a finance council and a, and a great staff that, that help me in managing our resources and the administration of the parish, that, that I have an advisory council of people who, who love the church and love the priesthood and, and, and love and support me, and, and they want to see the whole parish succeed together, right? And so to be able to work with all of these people that help me in that great mission of getting all of our parishioners into heaven, not even just our parishioners, but everyone that lives in the boundaries of, of this little piece of the kingdom, you know, working with all those people together on that goal is something I love so far about being a pastor. I don't see that changing, but I do see that list growing uh, past the one month mark. All right. So I've uh, been covering what I love about being a priest, uh, what I dread uh, about being a pastor, what I've loved so far about being a pastor at, at one month in. Now, the last thing I, I want to cover as we bring this rambling to a close is things that I'm still working on and, and learning. I mean, you know, kind of my whole point in in this podcast is to offer just my own uh, insight into priestly ministry and and to show that you know priests are still humans and we're still disciples of Jesus like the rest of us and that it's not always easy <laughs> to be a disciple not not for us who who are priests and not not for you who are uh faithful disciples of Jesus and whatever vocation God has called you to uh and so i mean i i share this uh, because it's it's real, you know. I uh, I love being a priest. I love that that I am a pastor of this awesome parish, uh, and I love the people that I get to work with. Um, but there's still you know anxiety and fear and 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 temptations, and you know it's it's never easy. And so there's things that I'm still working on. One of those things is prayer, especially daily prayer, um, and in real prayer, not just. You know the liturgy of the hours and a, and a daily rosary and and thing the devotions that I try to do and that I also fail at, um, but to really just sit in the presence of God, to experience His presence, to encounter Him in the Eucharist, and to allow that encounter to change my life and to allow myself to grow into uh, my identity as a priest of Jesus Christ. I mean. The whole point of the spiritual life is to 
to copy from St. John the Baptist and the scriptures and the Gospel of John, it's for me to decrease and for Christ to increase. And so in, in daily prayer, that's, that's what I'm, one of the, th- the first foremost thing that I'm working on is, is having a, a daily prayer life where I'm constantly trying to, to grow in my identity as a Catholic priest and as a beloved son of the Father. And that's an ongoing thing for me to work on. Also, just basic leadership skills, right? I mean, I'm, I'm now I'm a shepherd of souls uh, of this little piece of the kingdom that God has called me to shepherd here at St. Edward. And so to develop leadership skills and to not be afraid to, to speak my mind, but to do so in, in a compassionate way that's um, pastoral and, and looks to be kind and, and bring others to Jesus, right? To make my people saints, and so to be able to lead them into heaven. Also, just time management has always been something that I've, I've had to work on and uh, being able to carve out time to get everything done, the things that I have to write and, and read and, and pray and exercise and make sure I get it, you know, good, healthy meals in. And you know, just to have that time management and to, to, to work at these things and make sure that I have enough time for myself, for, for uh, prayer, for the work, the administration, for priestly stuff. Just making sure that I, I have a good balance in my day, that I'm taking my day off, that I'm taking care of myself as well as the people of God and, and this parish that I've been called to serve. And the you know the last thing, with, and this is this is real, right? This, this is just real from my heart. Caring about small things, right? So it's it's really easy for me to focus on like the bigger problems of the church not not just here in my parish but i mean just the global church it's you know for me my personality is just one of like i'm i'm always trying to find the the bright side like i'm always looking for the silver lining that's that's just who i am i i try not to dwell on negativity and um and things that go wrong i just try to find you know some kind of positive thing and so when I look at you know the problems of the global church and the problems of the local church here in the archdiocese and, and even bigger problems here at the parish, it's really hard for me to kind of see the, the, the problems and small things that care, that other people care really immensely about. And I'm just like, well, you know, who cares about that? Because there's this other big thing going on. And now I, I really can't do that because it looks like I don't care at all. And that's, that's not true. I do care, but it, it, it comes across as that I don't care at all. And so that's really something that I'm trying to work on that, that when I hear, you know, what to me may be like a little insignificant problem to the person bringing it to me, it's not insignificant. And if, if it were insignificant, they wouldn't bring it to me they wouldn't bring it to my attention, but they are bringing it to my attention. And so I should give it the care and concern that it's worthy of. And so that's, that's really a big thing that I'm working on. And that takes, it just, that just takes humility and it takes uh, attention and it takes care. And and all of that flows out of a deep prayer life that, that looks for my own will to conform to the will of the father and not to, to be focused on me and what I want and what I find important, but rather to focus on what God finds important, what God loves. And that's, that's everybody. God loves us all. So those, you know, that's that, that's my rambling for today, and I think that's enough. That's enough rambling uh, for this first episode of the podcast. 
Uh, stay tuned. I don't know how often I'll be posting these things. If I get my time management down, maybe more often than not, but we will see. I'm not making any promises. Thanks for listening. This is Father Dominic. Catch you later.